Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here with my co-host, as always, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon. We have a lot going on today. we got, obviously, an Israel update and then the very bad reactions to Israel news here on the home front and some surprisingly good ones. Speaker of the House update, because that one got by us. Those jerks and their bad timing. Some 2024, some debate news coming up. And the viral 9 to 5 gal that we need to talk about. (laughs) So, but before we get to that, how are you doing, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. Uh, Doing just fine. I drove up to the Garden State over the weekend to bring my father back to hang out with us for a week. Nice. Here in Virginia and having a lovely time and allows him to sort of just putter around, but in the change of scenery, you know, and going up there. I'm actually going to, I'm calling an audible on myself. I had certain things I want to talk about, but I'm going to tell you something that was perilous, okay. the perilous thing. And if it doesn't work out, we can always edit this out. So here we go. I had to bring my son up to uh, his school for a track meet, but it's on the way or a cross country meet. So it's on the way on the beltway. And I, you know, and I figured, okay, I'm just going to keep on going. It was early morning on Saturday. I'm going to keep on going to Jersey. By the time I brought him there, I was like, you know, I think I kind of have to probably use the bathroom, you know, drinking coffee and stuff, but doors are locked. Doors are locked. I said, said, fine. It's not an emergency. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. So I get on the road. And it turns out where we were, you could only connect to 495 South, but not North. At that part, you're at 270. So now I had to actually cave and use Google Maps to get me up North. So then I'm driving up. And I said, okay, well, where is the next rest stop? Oh, right. It's after Baltimore. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I can do this. I'm a grown up. I'm a grown up. Right. I'm I'm not too old. I can do this. And then once we got to Maryland House, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Just go over the bridge. You know what? Good to get over the bridge. You never know what happens on a bridge. So get over the bridge to Chesapeake. Chesapeake. And then I see a sign saying like 16 minutes to the Delaware state line. I said, heck, at this point, I might as well go to the Joseph R. Biden there you go. rest stop. I got to the Joseph R. Biden rest stop. They're like police coordinating off with motorcycles, some sort of official thing going on. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Get over the Delaware Memorial Bridge because as soon as you get into Jersey, right after that first toll, mm-hmm. there's, I believe it's James Fenimore Cooper. Right. You know this whole I know. way. I said, okay, I can do this. Just barely. Now I felt like one of the astronauts in the right stuff because that's one of the tests is how long you can hold it in. I'm like, okay, I'm reaching like, you know, John Glenn level here. Mm-hmm. And I get over the, the bridge, go through the toll, and I said, okay, I see the rest stop coming. And then I see a bright orange sticker slapped on top. And it says, rest stop closed. No. Next rest stop, 36 miles. I was 36? Like, 36 miles. You can't imagine the obscenities I expressed alone in the car. Well, here's a problem. This is science. <laughs> your, oh, I'm calculating in my mind your how brain, fast I can go. Well, no, oh. your brain and your bladder, Yes. when they know that you're oh, getting boom. to- it, it starts getting ready. Yes. And so you- you flipped that switch in your mind when you what? thought you were going to hit that so, rest stop. Yes. I, you know what? That's absolutely right. We were just getting ready to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like 36 miles. If I'm going 60, that's 36 minutes. <laughs> but if I go faster than that, then maybe it's maybe 15, 20. Right. The longest 36 miles of my life, yeah. as you can imagine. And I mean, James Fenimore. You know what it was? It was Nathaniel Hawthorne that was closed. James Fenimore Cooper was my target. That was your yes, savior. Yes. Okay. Talk about last of the Mohicans. So I make it in there, and I thought for well, sure. Whatever, America. That's right. I <laughs> will make it. Is, is that your Daniel Day-Lewis impression? Thank you. Wow. That's good. I felt like it was more like Magua, really. And so <laughs> I, I I made it, but man, oh, man, that was just, it's just, don't do this to yourself. And I just wanted for our listeners, I do, why am I talking about this, mm-hmm. right? Because this is kind of a personal this story. This is news you can you know, use. But this is news you can use. And the news is exit the first rest stop after exit one is closed, ladies and gentlemen. Listeners, that just Nathaniel Hawthorne. I believe it's Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yeah, I, I never, I never want to stop. So I sympathize with this. Yeah, predicament. Oh yeah, no, you want to get to I the wanna, point. I used I to go five hours from Durham yeah. to Athens yeah. regularly. I was a younger person then, five hours regularly, and just you like just nope, put not yourself stopping. in a catatonic state. You know, you just stopping. sort of like nothing's happening, no sensation, just no five all the way. Don't cough. Don't cough. You know. <laughs> So, but that's Whipped it. to the door. I'm it, fine. I'm fine. It, no one talked to me. But it was, but, but it was, but it was otherwise a lovely trip. Everything is fine. And I have to tell you, I, I so appreciate the prices up there in Jersey. I got a Stromboli from uh, Capone's and it was $11.99. And in my wow. mind, I'm thinking, you know, that's going to be for one person. 
feed a family for that. I paid eleven dollars for a breakfast burrito in yeah, LA no. at the airport. So I think about the salads we pay fifteen dollars for. Yeah, eleven ninety nine. So God bless the Garden State, Mary Catherine. How are you? And are you all set for trick or treating? I'm good. Look, there's been a lot going on, yeah, Vic. I was in California. I came oh, yeah. back from California. Looked lovely. Uh, and that night, I performed. If you'll remember. Oh right, of course. The DC's funniest celebrity contest. Guess who won that contest, Vic? Tell me it's you. I won that contest. (laughs) Do we have the sound effect? You know what? If I had a brain that worked properly, I would have thought to bring the trophy here and show you guys, but I will bring it as proof later in the week. It's the first time I've ever tried stand-up. Now, I I do public speaking regularly, so I'm I'm comfortable on stage, but I do not generally write comedy. My lovely future sister-in-law, who's marrying Steve's brother Mm -hmm. in December, she does do stand-up, and she's good at it, and I asked her for some tips Tips. for writing comedy. Uh, Okay, really briefly, but I mean, I think this is something that we're all interested in. What, What are some of the tips? So she sent me some stuff from Judy Carter about how to structure jokes, okay. and it's things that if you have watched any comedy, you would recognize immediately, the little such as a list of three that's a subtle thing, a subtle thing, a super outrageous thing, or a small thing, a small thing, a gigantic thing, right? So that the contrast between those yes, things becomes very the, obvious yes. and very funny, yes. and that's your sort of tension point. Yeah. Things like that that ring a bell for you but that you had never thought about how no. those were made. The mechanics of it. That's very interesting. Made it much, much easier for me. So I, yeah. I did, I did a, look, I did a little bit of gratuitous Matt Gates bashing, including the idea that I had seen him on TV in a black suit, a black dress shirt, and a black tie. And I was like, are we auditioning for John Prick 5, the battle for the speakership? <laughs> wow, wow. That's So I did a little bit of politics, um, but yeah. I did mostly family and oh, raising people kids in a modern world. Yes. So I went that direction. I, I did about eight or nine minutes of In your mind? Comedy. Eight or nine minutes. Did Com- that, did comedy that... with quotes around it. I'm not sure, I'm okay. not sure if I qualify. Did it, but... feel, did it feel like longer than eight or nine minutes or was it like, oh, it went So fast. it felt different than my normal speaking because my normal speaking is very go with the flow. Like the, when you're doing, right. the expectations are important. When you're doing a political speech or presentation, to people who aren't expecting comedy, you make two jokes and they're like, ah, she's so funny, right? right? But now. And in this case, you got to stack joke, 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 joke. You Expectation. Can't just, yes. Yes. Expectation is be funny first. Harder bar to hit. It was very, there were pauses in it for the audience and for making sure that, that I was yeah. like working with everybody and not speeding through. So I think it was probably about eight-ish minutes, which I think is a, is a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of time for this. And it was pretty tight. I had jokes. Did they coming. tell you, is there like a time limit or is there exactly? Like you know, you must they said three minutes. to five minutes because we're amateurs. And so they don't want to ask too much of you. But my, I had, I had things to say, guys. How was the audience reaction? Did it help? Yes. I like an audience. Sure. So do I. You can I, feed off it. I did wish, and I, I now I know why in comedy clubs like the ceiling is low because this was a bit more of a cavernous room and i wanted i wanted that like little cave with a brick wall Uh and the for more laughter to reverberate that's what i wanted oh yeah just for the (laughs) well nonetheless just for the energy so i won congratulations so that's the first thing okay on sunday i ran the marine corps marathon 10k that's right with my daughter who is seven Running the 6.2. 6.2. We made it. Oh, we ran. They were not fast miles, but we did, I would say, between 13 and 15 minute miles the whole time. She ran the whole time. I could have run with you. You would have made it, Vic. Oh, I would have been breaking a sweat. Uh, uh-huh. And she had a great attitude throughout. Good. It's a very fun race. Br- okay. We ran it for the Travis Manion mm-hmm. Foundation, yeah. okay. which I didn't realize until after I had run it and I was going through pictures. The last time I ran the Marine Corps Marathon... 10k for the Travis Manion Foundation was eight months pregnant with her in 2015, a month after mm-hmm. Jake died. Oh so gosh. it was really neat to watch her do it. Yeah, and that's she got to enjoy all the sights that's and amazing. she did the thing that everyone does, which is you're hating the last mile of this course. Yeah, 
And she's like, I have to go up a hill at the end. And I was like, yes, up to Iwo Jima. But there's going to be Marines. They're going to be cheering, cheering for you. you. You're going to hear the music. Yeah. And she's like, you know, okay. It was a pretty warm day. Uh-huh. Sorry to all the marathoners out there. That did not, the 70 degree marathon is not really ideal. It was very humid. Out. And we get there. She runs up the hill. She ditched me on the hill. She was like, see you, mom. And she like marched up that hill, getting fives from the Marines. Oh, that's the, that's the. Crosses thing. the finish line. Yeah. And says, we got to do this again next year, Mom. Now, I have logistical questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you start and then in order to where, where you finish in terms of, like, do you go part of this? Does it start around the same time as the marathon? Does it start earlier, later? or how? It starts the same time, but it starts at what is, it starts on the National Mall, which on, which we'll come in the to marathon. Six miles. So in the marathon, yes, that is mile 18 or so. Okay. Right. So you they start, start us there. at mile 18 and yeah. we finish at the Got same it. finish line, but they're, you know, they still have 18 miles to cover. Yeah. So it's yeah. safe. So, right. so we finished, we finished the race. I didn't tell her that she was getting a medal and she was very pumped about that. And it's a nice, heavy, oh, yeah. if you don't even know and you get that, yeah, it's a real thing. It's not, you know. And she, she took it to show and tell at school. So that was exciting. And she said to me, and this will give you a little glimpse into our parenting. She goes, Hey mom. You remember when I played on that soccer team and then we didn't really win anything, but I got that medal and dad took it from me and put it in storage because I didn't earn it? He's going to let me keep this one. Uh, she earned it. She earned it. That's right, honey. You earned that one. Congra- Congratulations. You know what? A good run for a good cause. Yeah. She did great. But that's not the end of my stories, Vic. Look, I was going to say this, by the way, about the marathon. So uh, just a, a shout out to my brother-in-law's wife. I think that makes her sister-in-law, Erin mm-hmm. Dwyer. Who ran? Oh, the good for marathon. Her. She finished. Her official time was about four twenty-five. I think might good be job. it might be shorter, but she did that. And she said what I heard: everybody was the weather, like the it slowed down. Everybody, yes. everything was behind, yeah. and the bus came early. Oh, yeah, because they were like, we gotta pick this up. Oh, geez. Yeah, scary. The bus picks you the up bus. if you're going too slow. You have to right. beat the bus. If you're going too slow, the bus will pick you up because they got to close the roads and yeah. get everybody off the course. Yeah, so yeah to reopen that's the what bridges. Happens. So they said it came early, and a lot of people were like, "Sorry." Oh my goodness. So. Well, I'm congratulations to her. Yes. A 4:20 time is yeah, fantastic, yeah. especially on that warm day. Yes. All right. So what else do you I got, got? I got. What, more. You, Look, what else do you got? It's a big week in our family. This is always a big week in our family. Does... Saturday, we oh. went to a Halloween costume party. Halloween. Slash costume party. Same costume? No, Vic. Of course not. I'd wear, if I had your costume, I'd just wear that for at least two or three years. No, do I double up? No, I do not. No, I do not. So, you'll remember we went as Robin Hood and yes, Maid Marian. Yes, the anime, the Disney. So we went in a completely different direction on this one. This is, by the way, Meghan McCain and Ben Dominic's party, which is a blast. Mm-hmm. And we got dressed up as Holly and John McClane from Die Hard. Okay, Steve, I can, I can, I can, I can see, I can picture what he's doing. Did he ha- duct tape a gun to his back? So that would be very we funny. thought about that because there's, two, there's two different scenes. He did go barefoot. Amazing. There are two different scenes, and we put fake cuts on his feet. There are two different scenes in Die Hard that yeah. you can do. You can do the the, and this is a problematic word now, but the wife beater tank top, yes, with the stains all over it, and the walkie talkie and the guns, or you can do shirtless with a taped gun on the back and we decided that shirtless with a taped gun might be gratuitous for this party uh he but yeah but you know what he he would have stood out <laughs> he could pull it off he could pull it off he and pull it of course, he's in better shape than bruce willis was well so, so he he looked the part now this of course means of course the hair is the same he looks very handsome and tough but i have to dress yeah, what's what's what, it's like a business outfit yeah i have to dress as an 80s businesswoman so i had like a blousy yeah. black skirt a giant oversized pink blazer with a big belt. <laughs> and then I put my hair in like old school perm rollers yes. for the entire day so that just when it came it. down, it was just curly and a big helmet around my head. Did you wear a fancy watch? You know what? I didn't. Yeah. I should The watch. Oh, the watch is it. say that. Yeah, the watch is He's um, called me out. The Rolex was missing. I yes. did not have a Rolex sitting did you, around I, you know, I could, I could, I could have played the buddy, Ellis. Hans. That was good. Hear that sniff? That's my sniff. That's Hans, my coke Bubby. sniff. Bubby. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I'm almost done. No, you know what? Okay, Look, no, hold, yeah, here's okay. what we're going to do. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do because we should get to some news. And yeah, we do. 
but I got Halloween it's, costumes it's to talk about. It's early in the about. week. It's early in the week. Okay, so yes. I got Halloween costumes great, to talk about. We'll circle back. Costume. To. Amazing. This is going to be the tease. Pick these outfits. Next, ne- next up, you'll find out by the end of this podcast what we're going to be for Halloween. And then you'll see those those okay. pictures online. But before that, let's okay. do some news, shall we? Right, let's okay. do it. <laughs> I'm excited about this week, guys. Halloween week is always big in our family. Oh, and the dogs beat the gators, so there's that. Okay, that's the most important news flash. But let's talk about Israel. Okay. The The ground incursion has begun. It has begun. The reaction to said defense of Israel against Hamas, a terrorist organization who wants to end the Jewish people and the Jewish state, is disappointing in the West, to say yeah. the least. We did finally get an acknowledgement from the squad this is Congresswoman sort of. Cory Bush, right? The community notes really help on this one. But let, let's let me read what she tweeted this week. This month, I co-sponsored a resolution condemning Hamas for hostage taking and urging their immediate release. We must ensure the safe return of all hostages and the protection of Palestinian and Israeli civilians. Now, you'll remember that the squad did put forth a resolution. That resolution did not include condemning Hamas no, or mentioning it did not that we should that they should release. Hostages, so I think that's just a, what do we call that, a lie? Is that a lie? Yeah, retconning, is that yeah, the, the term? The community oh. notes say, before October 30th, Cory Bush did not publicly condemn Hamas. She urged for a ceasefire, sought aid for Gaza, while opposing USAID to Israel, stating that it was the cause of the Hamas attacks. You sometimes wonder if, uh, God forbid, an American hostage was one of her constituents, how hard would she lobby to get that hostage out? You know, suppose it was a Jewish, a, a, a you know, a, a Jewish constituent who happened mm-hmm. to be, you know, working on a kibbutz or being living or being at the kibbutz at the time when that person is kidnapped. How hard would she lobby? That's that's a pretty scary thought. My other thought is, are they surprised by the pushback against? Because you know they've been happily, you know protesting against Israel for quite some right. time now, right? And unopposed, right? right. They, they just let them do this. I mean, some people, even in their own party, in their, in their own caucus, will complain. But, uh, you know, a number of those, you know, Jewish Democrats are not even there anymore in Congress, as you, as you know. But I sometimes wonder if they're surprised, and I'm sure in their mind is, they're surprised by the power of the Jewish lobby. Yeah. <laughs> that's in their mind. That's what it is. Not that, oh, wow, I didn't realize this was anti-Semitism. These but... neocons are really yeah. coming out of the woodwork yeah. here, yeah. is what they think. So uh, there was a very frightening scene in Dagestan, in, yeah. uh, in Russia, where a, the word got out that a flight was landing from Israel. And the videos of this chaos at the airport with people showing up to hunt down the yeah. Jewish passengers on this plane is incredibly frightening. The AP framed this in one of the early stories as a protest yeah. against the Israeli flight. It it did not it was not a protest. It's another P word. Yeah. A pogrom, yeah. which is specifically Jewish focused lynch mob. It is was, what was, it was happening. It was there. yet another example of, and I know this was CNN and not AP, but a, a fiery but mostly peaceful yeah. demonstration. And yeah, I saw that. It's but they've been, you know, the media has been terrible about this all, all all along. For example, the the photo of kidnapped Israeli children being held by Hamas, and and the word that they used was detained. Detained. You know, and it just goes all across the board, uh, and until we have to call them out. Right. We shouldn't have to, but this is what we do. Well, and you got to you got to keep it up, which is why we highlight these things or low light these things, as it were. At the uh, Yale student newspaper, one of the head editors actually is a Jewish American. Mm -hmm. She wrote a piece condemning Hamas for its atrocities and supporting Israel. She's very brave. Her name is Sahara Tartak. And she has a she's a sophomore. Mm -hmm. And there's an editor's note on her piece. Yep. That says this column has been edited to remove unsubstantiated claims that Hamas raped women and beheaded men. So first, I want to urge our listeners to go to freebeacon.com because we just published her, Ms. Tartak's response Good. in the Beacon about what happened. And she was away and she was I think she was at synagogue or, uh, at the time and, and she was happy to be away from when all this the, these violent and, and very anti-Semitic rallies were happening everywhere. And then she finds out that yeah. the editor's note was put in place. I, they didn't go to her and ask her about this. And the question is, what does it take to prove to these people that this thing happened? 
Number one, they celebrated that it happened on October 8th. They live streamed Um, it, guys. Yeah. From the bodies of Hamas terrorists, they're now getting cell phone videos as well as those third eye cameras. And they're finding out from a lot of Israelis that the victims, their families were getting videos using the victims' phones, you know, showing them being tortured and murdered and and sending that to the families. That's all real. But something tells me that even if you were to sit these people down, like the editor-in-chief at the Daily News, to have them watch any of these things, they would say, number one, I'm not going to do that. This is disgusting. And number two, it's fake or it's just propaganda or one or the other. But I don't think there is anything at this point we can do to convince these people. No, it's that important. This awful thing that for has like happened. Kavanaugh allegations, you need zero. Oh yeah, physical evidence, and for live streamed terrorist That's atrocities, right. you need every single yeah. bit yeah. of physical evidence That's that right. you can muster. And even then, it's not enough. I should correct myself real quick. She is the editor in chief of the Yale Free Press, which That's is right. the, the alternative conservative newspaper, not the Daily the News, Daily where News. she was contributing a guest op-ed there at Cornell, which has a very high Jewish population. The Cornell Hillel became aware of a threatening statement that was directed toward the building at 104 West, which houses the university's kosher and multicultural dining hall, as well as more generally toward Jewish students, faculty and staff. Cornell University administration has been made aware of this concerning language and the Cornell Police Department is monitoring the situation at this time in 2023 on a college campus. We advise that students and staff avoid the building out of an abundance of caution. We will continue to provide updates as additional information becomes available. Now, this is the Hillel letting people know this. This is not the administration. Right. I know they're being safe, but there's been several incidents now where Jewish people have been told to stay away from things and or not show their faces in public. For yeah. instance, in Brooklyn this weekend, right. where folks said, oh, you know, there's going to be a pro-Palestinian slash pro-Hamas rally out here. So in this very heavily Hasidic neighborhood, so maybe don't come outside. Hide is what they're saying. And I know that our friends over at the Commentary Podcast, particularly my my old boss, John Podhortz, was in a state about this because the message should not be to hide. You know, just like the advice for people, for for Jews to remove, if you have the mezuzah right Mm -hmm. outside your door, put it on the inside. You know, again, hide your faith. This is religious persecution in 2023 in the United States. And and the term that they used, particularly in the Cornell case, was out of an abundance of caution, yep. which is also very COVID speak. I know. I don't love that phrase. No. Our friend Carol Markowitz, who writes yeah. for the New York Post, is Jewish. Her husband is Israeli-American. She wrote sometime in the past couple of weeks that you have a choice. You can hide your Jewishness as you go about your daily life because there are indeed real credible threats. Or you can wear a star of David the size of a dinner plate, and yeah. she's like, "Go with dinner plate." Yeah, that's the that's this what is what's we happening. That's the, the 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 Israeli delegation at the United Nations has decided to do that because, of course, the UN is not going to issue a condemnation, not of not of you know the situation broadly in in, in Palestine. We're not talking about Palestinians. We're talking about Hamas. Yeah, the condemnation the Hamas of Hamas terrorists. went down. Yes, that went down. But of course, and they they're cheer- tra- what they're trying to do is push for a ceasefire, of course, yeah. uh, which is all it always works out after they commit the slaughter of like 1500. Oh, yeah. Jews. Then they can say no, ceasefire. then we want a ceasefire. Right. And again, I mean, I, I always bring this up now, but it's just it's, it's the same thing with the rallying cry of end the occupation. What occupation? They haven't been there since 2005. The U.N. So, is such yeah. trash. It is awful. We by the way, this is they have land in Manhattan. You know how expensive that yeah. land is? You know Turtle. what Donald Trump could do with that land? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turtle Bay, right? <laughs> they have they have land in New York. Yeah. We pay them a bunch of dues. We have all right. our diplomats visiting there. And then we have the Iranian guy come and... The foreign minister. Right, yeah, come and uh, threaten our country. Yeah. By the way, they're already hitting soldiers and targets yeah. in foreign countries. He comes to our soil. To threaten us, right. and we're just subsidizing it, not just with the pallets of cash we give Iran, which is one thing, but mm-hmm. subsidizing his appearance at the UN da- right. dais. And their human what rights. And their human rights council is going to have Iran as the uh, as the head of it. Oh, it's a beautiful shortly. thing. So I mean, it's amazing, but that's okay. It's okay to have them there. That's that's you know no. that's this is the the world order. No, I mean it's Vic. just it's so disturbing the amount of you know the fear that 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 pervades. You know just. 
for all, particularly the Jewish community, but for all of us. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it's not just, it's not just Crown Heights, right? I mean, it's we were just talking about Cornell and Cooper Union is another oh, one. Oh, Cooper Union, right? Or, or outside of Tulane, and these are schools. Cornell is, you know, your tuition there is like sixty-six thousand dollars a year. It's Ivy League, and this is what you're paying for. You. These schools, by the way, the very least they can do, and I think I've said this before, the very least they can do, and it's an easy decision. You don't have to parse whose speech is freer or anything like that or whose speech is beyond the pale. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is keep your students safe by enforcing the rules you have on the book against threats, violence, vandalism, and shouting down other people's speech. Those things are not free expression. Right. And you can enforce the rules against them, but they don't. They are cowards. You know what's harmful was Judge Kyle Duncan going to Stanford? No, that was very harmful. Very harmful. In fact, I believe in the Free Beacon as well. Yes. Aaron Severiam has been writing about the fact that they, of course, gave a slot on the advisory council to pick a new dean of this school to one of the leaders of the shout down, quote unquote, protest. They have the the administrators. Good job, guys. Right. They let... I don't know if how, how how much they realized it at the time that they 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 let in all these students and administrators who really hate Jews. Yeah, that's that's what happened. It's been twenty Israel, years working right? on and it. They say this because I know a lot of these groups, you it's know, true. consist of like you know uh, what is it, Jewish Voice for Peace or something yeah. like that. You know but, what? Uh, you I know. will say in these in these protests, um, I haven't seen a ton of uh, references to the Knesset no. or its specific no, policies. Exactly, the anti-Semitic, the anti-Zionism is the anti-Semitism. Can we hear a little? You love to hear it. Oh yeah, crazy. From none other than Hillary Clinton. People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. Good for her. I wonder if the audience did not know what to make of that. Like, wait a second. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think she had been reliably. You yes. Know, I mean, uh, no, but I, this is a different world. She's also, a, she's, keep in mind, this is, you know, I remember she, in 2008, she and Barack Obama were both asked, you know, do they support gay marriage? And they both said no. Yeah, you know, no, From a true. different universe. But this is a rational take. You can't just allow Hamas to dig in and do no. exactly what it wants to do again. Right. That would be right. the, Why the would cost you keep it? it's of a like ceasefire. It's like, keeping, it's like going all the way to Berlin and then keeping the Nazi regime intact yes. and saying, OK, actually, yet well, another, I'll just leave the hierarchy. While I'm at it, yet another shout out to Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, oh. who has been incredibly solid on this and continues to stand, stand in solidarity with the hostages by posting their pictures yeah. outside his office on Capitol Hill. I keep on wondering if uh, Rashida Tlaib's going to walk across, <laughs> She's the one walking by walk across from the down. House over to the Senate office building and then just tear it down. Uh, I should note, by the way, I was on my friend Allison Rosen's podcast That's out true. when I was in L.A. and it came out this week. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is the name of that podcast. It's it is not catchy. a political podcast. We talk about my latest childbirth experience. We talk about makeup and hair and all sorts of silly things. But we also got into the tearing down of the posters and how disheartening and monstrous it is to watch people do that. And we need to continue to talk about that and stick up for the people who are still stuck in Hamas territory. There's no mention about who's caring for the babies. It just, I think about that nine month old every day. Right. And the question is, why are they, are they taking it down because they don't believe it's real? Are they taking it down because they support the kidnapping of the babies or are they kidnapping because they know what are they taking it down because they know it's awful and it's only going to help the other side? Right. Like it's an inconvenient truth. Yes. This happened. Yeah. I I think that might be some of it. All of the reasons are bad reasons. Yeah. I I do want to note on this front because I always like to end this segment with a little bit of uplifting news. This is from The New York Times. The Israeli military said on Monday that it had rescued an Israeli soldier who was abducted from an Israeli army base on October 7th and taken to Gaza during the Hamas-led terrorist attacks in Israel. The soldier, Private Ori Megadish, Mm -hmm. 19, was rescued between late Sunday night and early Monday morning during the military's ongoing invasion of Gaza, according to a military spokesman. He declined to say where exactly she had been held, but said she was in good physical and mental health. She has been reunited with her family. Yeah. There are 
parades and cars honking and dancing in the streets of all secular Jews and religious Jews together over the this beautiful restoration of life. And I'm so happy to hear good news. I assumed that she might be the very last one returned if we get to that point because she is actually a combatant right yeah. she's she's yeah. in the idf so it's such wonderful news to hear this i'll give you another positive note to end okay. on here miss israel oh she she represented israel in mm-hmm. miss universe and israel famous for its mediocre looking yes, people yeah gal gadot you know <laughs> nothing special and yeah, what was her name bar oh uh i know who you're talking about former flame of Yes. Leonardo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. I have to fix that one up there. In any event, Miss Israel, she gave her own sort of speech, and it starts off with her wearing the sash and being very silly and talking about, you know, how we're all supposed to aim as, you know, as 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 representing in the Miss Universe pageant, you know, world peace. And then it suddenly flips, and there she is in her fatigues and holding. Oh, we love to and see that. It is a hot message. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noah Kochva. I am Miss Israel. Everybody knows the beauty queen goal in life is to achieve world peace. Let me tell you how this goal became my reality. A hot message of solidarity. A hot message of solidarity. In That's this righteous fight. That's what I okay. meant. Sign me up. That's what I said. All right, well, it's good to hear both of those pieces of good news as this, as this story goes on. Shall we do a tiny little bit of Speaker of the House? Okay. Okay. Look, explain. Can, do you want to explain what happened? You kind of did. You did you add a footnote? We to the added last a little episode? bit. Okay. But can I just say we did that of on, course, yeah. because the one time I have to record on Wednesday instead of Thursday, and so we're losing a news day. The one time this happens, of course, they elect a speaker an hour after we're done. It was going on for three weeks, Mary Catherine. What's another couple days, right? That's what we thought. That's what we thought. In fact, we we ended the curse. But it turns out, yes, so that we do have- You're welcome, America. Yeah, we do have Speaker Mike Johnson now of Louisiana. Louisiana. As I noted last week, it seems that he won largely due to the fact that there aren't a lot of people who hate his guts. So that is yeah. a start, Yeah. right? He seems like, honestly, just like Christian dad guy. Yeah. Is what- he was fourth. He was, I think, fourth in, in line in, among the Republicans uh, okay. in the yeah, House, like I think. V- VBS guy. He was like a deputy. Is what he but, seems yeah. like to me. He is, from what I've heard about him talking with folks, he's a, he's a teetotaler. He's a, a Baptist man. Oh, uh, oh okay. Well, so he can't, yeah, he's no, not going to be shoulder okay, to shoulder with Vic at the Palm. He just lost points with me. Okay, go ahead. But he wants to undertake this role he had, which is a, a rare quality. He had a plan that he pitched about yeah. what we could get on the calendar and what the House could accomplish. And now sort of he's ready with his first volley yeah. in his speakership, which is to suggest that we fund yeah. Israel defense and that it might come at the cost of new IRS agents. Yeah. It's a win-win. The key is that the, the Matt Gates eight, mm-hmm. if you will, cut him some slack because while he may have a lot in common with them and certainly his uh, congressional district voted for Donald Trump in double by double digits, He's now about to enter the world where compromise is necessary to govern. Yes. And he knows that. What should not have surprised us, but yet again disappoints me, is the media reaction to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all the warnings uh, that this is the most conservative right wing speaker of the oh House we will ever have. The drama. Because, you know, they never said anything like this about Newt Gingrich. And for my well, Johnson, it's so you know, odd. Nancy Pelosi's far leftness was never no, no, no. She was, was never right in the middle, hung around her neck. Nancy yeah. Pelosi was in the middle, and Mike Johnson's way out there, way on the out right. there. In the New York Times, explained because you know he is he is anti-abortion. He opposes same-sex marriage, and uh, yeah. So he's a, he's a Christian. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, which is which is no, great. and of course, which makes him being, American Taliban. He is being yes, he's being he. I mean, no joke. They use the word Taliban. He's being compared. They say that he's like a Christian Taliban. He's a Christian fundamentalist. Come on. And he was even compared to the main shooter. Hearing voices. Wow. Yeah. And that's where Look, we- I, I just I disagree with him on some issues, no doubt. Yeah. But these are ridiculous charges. Yeah. So, and I'm glad that we have a functioning house for the time being. Yeah. Let's just get something done. All right. We'll see okay. what happens. Who knows if Dem- Democrats will not go for that IRS thing, but- Look, it's a, it's a moment to say this is what we value. We value protecting free countries and free peoples and, and from extermination who are our greatest allies. And you guys like 
more IRS agents to go through people's Venmos. So those are our differing sets of values. Priorities. And let's 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 test those. Let's weigh those. Okay. Speaking of weighing values, we have 2024 news. Oh, yeah. We have a debate coming up next week. Did you know that? I was just reminded of it at our editorial meeting this morning, and I nodded along like, yes, of course. Of course I knew, I that, knew that. That it is in Miami. Yeah, yeah I already DVR'd it. Okay. So it's an NBC News Oh, right, uh, which event. is a big deal. So it's Kirsten Walker, who's the new Meet the Press yes. anchor, and Hugh Hewitt. Oh, yeah, our friend. Who uh, Yes, and Hugh, by the way, Get ready, candidates, because Hugh asks not easy questions. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to have real knowledge. And he also knows the base. So he will know what questions to ask that might elicit the answers that they are interested in. So that's happening. I'm not sure exactly who's made it on stage at this point. Right. But I do know, and we have a clip of it, that Mike Pence has left the race. Yes. And now, you know how you say, and then there were two. Well, and then there were nine. <laughs> Can we play a little bit of Mike Pence? I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me, this is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. Were those were those moans of astonishment? A bit, yeah. Like, what? I mean, he has almost 1% support. I can't believe he's leaving. Look, it's the right call. I think yes. he got out there. He made the points that he most wanted to make. He, yeah. he made an argument against Trump. He stood his ground on January 6th, on January 6th, and on the record of January 6th, as he should, in a righteous manner. And he's going off now because there is not a path. It's, you know, again, Trump, you know, leaves all this in his wake, yeah. as you know, anybody who's there behind him, you know, they all get they all get left. Well, behind. and I haven't and, seen that if he's taken shots at him, I'm sure he will. Oh, but. OK. Well, this is interesting. I actually have I have actually have news on that. Front. OK. So the Beacons. You talked to Donald called you to the trash. The Beacons own Mike Alana Pence. Goodman. OK. Uh, she interviewed Donald Trump. And now that Pence is no longer a factor, he actually said, well, uh, of course, that's too bad. Too bad about Mike. But he said that he said that, you know, it's, you know, now's not his time. Yeah. Also, that they had a good thing until the end. We all know what the end was. The yes, end we was do. that he didn't. When he didn't overturn the yeah, election for him. Sort of. By the way, Axios reports that Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy and Chris Christie have made the stage the cut. for the third debate. The the requirements keep going up. Did you mention Tim Scott? I don't think Tim Oof. Scott has made the stage yet. And if he doesn't, of course, I think that would be a sign that yeah, he's going to be, be on next. his way out, one would imagine. Well, I mean, he told he told the guys over at Ruthless if there was not a strong finish for any number of these guys in the first three states that they have to yeah. call it quits. Yeah. So yeah. he actually put some metrics on on that idea. So we shall see. But I guess folks like uh, Doug Burgum, because they have money, they're just going to hang around. I mean, you could. Right. You could. I'm not sure it's good. It's money well If spent. you could. That money would be better spent on a, a seafood tower. Oh, yeah. Whenever I think about well, how can money can be out. better spent, I always think seafood Do it in, tower. That's but your metric. That's my metric. Number of seafood yes, towers yes, one could buy. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has earned a competitor. Oh, yes. In Dean Phillips. So Senate Democrats were asked about this. Senate Democrats on Monday brushed aside Representative Dean Phillips' primary challenge against President Biden while questioning why the Minnesota Democrat is jumping into the race at all. When Democrats are focused on keeping former President Trump out of the White House. I'm a strong supporter of Joe Biden. I think he's done more than any other president in my lifetime to grow the middle class, Class said Senator Debbie Stabenow. News of Phillips' campaign, which he launched over the weekend with an emphasis on primaries in New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Michigan, has been greeted harshly by Democrats by and large. Some are concerned that he could place a spotlight on the president's weaknesses and splinter some of his support ahead of what could be another nail-biter of a general election. Well, it's the only serious Democrat now, uh, because as you know, Robert Kennedy Jr. is now an independent. And according yes. to those polls, 
it now looks like he's stripping more votes away for support away from Trump yeah. than he would be from Biden. I mean, Biden. unsurprising because right. it is Trump voters tend to be or there's a there's a part of the Trump coalition mm-hmm. that is low propensity voters right. who have high distrust of institutions earned. I often agree with them on that distrust. And many of the Trump leaning influencers were fans of RFK's message for those for the distrust reason. Again, I understand why. I don't think he's the most honest broker of those discussions. Right. And I in general have a rule against Kennedy's. But (laughs) but it doesn't surprise me that that's pulling from Trump's pile. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So Dean Phillips would presumably pull from and, Biden. And Trump, I'm not Trump, Biden is not going to be competing in New Hampshire in the primary, right? Well, and this is the thing. The question to me always was, there's got to be somebody who's different enough mm-hmm. from him and ambitious enough from him or, uh, and ambitious enough that they would like to grab those just open field yeah. moments. Yeah. Open Particularly field moments. Particularly in New Hampshire. And again, because this is the dispute of who has the first primary. Right. And so you can go and serve those constituencies and talk to those voters and Biden has left it open for him to do so. You get out there and then you get, you know, take the pulse and see how how you're going to do. Meanwhile, the Gavin Newsom, who we sometimes look at at a guy who might be warming up in the bullpen. Oh, literally in this case. Should Biden go away? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know in what sense I mean that. Yes. He's been over in China on a tour. He has been. It's a goodwill trip. Well, how nice. Obviously, goodwill trips don't come with a lot of criticism of the of the authoritarian regime one yeah. is visiting. And so he's done a bunch of palling around. All right. Hanging out with Xi Jinping. Oh, he's very warmly welcomed. He is considered by Xi to be like a friend of China. Yeah. Well, yeah. You want to talk about, uh, you know, the important things you have in common, like, you know, telling people what restaurants they can go to and <laughs> sealing them into their homes. The things that sealing you're them. Into. Yes, exactly. The things you're into. Newsom would be like, fact check, we didn't actually seal them into their homes. And going to fancy restaurants and feeding oneself yes. while wow. your citizens are suffering. That is the things they have in common. But while he was there, and also the, the media here is dutifully just stenographer for all of this yeah. Chinese propaganda as he's there, he played some pickup ball he... with some with some young children. Children, not not teenagers, no. not little kids. They're These are children. Kids. He's a very tall man. Let's He's... play a little clip from that. That okay. O was not for anything good, was yes, it? Yes. Mm. What, what happened? He was driving so down the lane. He's driving. <laughs> driving the lane on some seven-year-olds, and he hard fouled one of them. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, to be fair to that kid, I think he set a screen and it wasn't, it wasn't he was. bad. I, I think his feet were firmly planted, too. <laughs> Hard fouls this kid. Mm-hmm. Goes da- they go, go down on the ground. And he, in an attempt to, like, sort of cover yeah. over this That mistake, was an offensive foul. Grabs, yeah. sort of grabs the kid in, like, a friendly wrestling-ish move to, like, yes. put him back on his feet. But before he does so, he kind of spanks him on the butt. Yeah, and then, and okay, so here's my thought. Number you have thoughts? Good. Yeah. Oh, I have thoughts. It reminded me of uh, two movie scenes. One is The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey, and mm-hmm. it's an insane basketball scene. I believe with Jack Black, who's not playing. He's playing a foil in this, so he's he's playing actually this a jerk. And then uh, the other scene is from a wonderful movie in good company with Dennis Quaid and a very young Scarlett Johansson. And he's trying to be competitive on the court, but um, the other fella, Clark, I forget his last name, from uh, the Avengers movies. He's there and he's super competitive and again, playing to win and it, you know, they get carried away. And so I think that uh, Gavin Newsom has that same uh, mentality and then he realizes it as he, you know, plows into this kid and then he overcompensates. So he mm-hmm. grabs him and goes, oh, wait, I got him. They roll around together on, 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 on you know, on the Sometimes court. the cover-up is worse than the crime. It is totally worse than the crime because then he does the little pat on the butt, as yeah. you said, and then he grabs him again in a very uncomfortable-looking embrace. He embraced. He didn't want to let go of the kid. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not. You know, let's just, just take the L. When yeah, you fall, just it. take Whoops. the L. You're going to be like, dang. Sorry, I played a win. I look a fool. Uh, no, I mean, he should bad. say, look, he should just say, look, when it comes to China, I will be tough. I will you, not get bullied. You know, you could con- you could congratulate this seven year old for just owning you. That's yeah, what I would yeah, do. He right. really broke my that's ankles. Right. This seven year old Chinese kid. He wanted he could not get out of his his embrace fast enough. The kid you should see it's like, <laughs> oh, I got to get out of here. He learned boundaries while he was in his sealed apartment. OK, 
One last clip because it, yeah. Gavin Newsom definitely will not have to come to the rescue for Joe Biden due to this assertion that Kamala Harris, the Veep, made on 60 Minutes just this week. Let me play the first bit of this clip. Because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. So, so don't worry, guys. Yeah, not like we get at Bernie's because we all had our suspicions. It's like we get at Bernie's. But no, he's very much. He's very much alive, alive. and running. Yeah. So if you needed reassurance, there it is. Okay. It's like it's like no, it's like it's like with Mao, and it's like or it's like you know with with Brezhnev or Shinenko and you know in the Soviet Union, you didn't know how long they'd been dead until they announced it. You know, I shouldn't say that, but okay. Controversial. Yes. There was some controversy this past week. A little viral clip of a young woman who's 22, I believe, and she's got her first job out of college. Yeah. And she went viral with this clip about her job, and I w- I wanted us to talk about. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it's me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it'd be fine. I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like, people that drive to the office, like, it doesn't, you don't get off at five. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but, like, I literally get off, it's pitch black. Like, I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy? I don't know. Like, how do you have time for, like, dating? Like, I don't have time for anything. And I'm, like, so stressed out. And I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all emotional. But, like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. Okay, that was the best part. Now I think our, our our listeners will get that. You know, I was I was going to. You know, she's so busy. I was going to quote the great Jesse the Body Ventura, whose uh, famous phrase, the former governor of Minnesota and actor, whose famous catchphrase was, "I ain't got time to bleed," but she does. So I'm. I guess is that bad? So, does that? Am I going to get cut for that one? I don't know. Okay, I'm not even sure. Jennifer looks like she just passed out. She's looking down. So okay. A lot of people are clowning on her. She went very viral for this clip because they say, oh, this kid just learned what a nine to five is. She's so spoiled. She has no idea what life is all about. Are you clowning on her or not, Vic? Uh, Mixed. Okay. Kind of mixed. I have mixed emotions after watching the video because she's really cute. (laughs) I will say this. COVID, not the virus, but our stupid policies, really did a number. Not just on kids, but college kids and people entering into the workforce. Right. Because they're, in their world, you can spend a whole day in your pajamas and get paid. Yeah. Whether or not you had a job in some cases. And so, and I'm seeing this in a lot of places. And the idea of coming in every day is like, what? what? Let alone Why? for eight hours. Yeah. Now, her situation, of course, you know, she's right. It's not nine to five and then the rest of the time is free because there's a lot of travel involved. Because yeah. she's in New Jersey and commuting to Yeah, you, you pro- she probably takes the path. And that's for that's life for a lot of people. And right. when you are young, maybe even if you're old, that's just the way life is, right? And so the joking part of me is like, well, if there was another me, I would take care of her. She'd right. come home, just... the apartment would be clean, I'd have the <laughs> dinner ready, candles, you know, the whole thing. She can just relax. This is what I'm gonna say, relax in quotes. Just right, relax. Right. But but okay, but the serious part of me is I think about, you know. My mother, when she was young as a nurse, working two shifts. Right. That's two eight-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get maybe five hours of sleep. My father, he worked at two hospitals as a doctor when he was starting out. And was one was in Manhattan and the other one was like in Long Island. And that that commute was brutal. Yeah. And he used to talk about having to smoke cigarettes to keep, keep awake and, you know, bumper to bumper in the tunnel and seeing like the heat rise, you know. And then even when we went to uh, New Jersey, for a couple of years, he still worked two hospitals. He worked at community Memorial, and then he worked at Bayshore for people in New Jersey, if you know yeah. that. That's that's a big distance to go from Thomas River to Red Bank, and, and, and let alone office hours. It's a lot. If I can go back in time 
uh, I wouldn't have problems with those hours because when you're, I tell kids this all the time, you're supposed to work the long hours when yep. you're younger. And when you get older, it is supposed to get easier, hopefully, and not worse in terms of workload. I mean, you're, you could always, you're always going to be busy, but in terms of when I was at the standard, as easy and wonderful as it was, you know, we, we would sometimes close a magazine 4 a.m. on a Saturday. Right. You know, half your Saturday is gone now and you have Sunday and then back to work on Monday again. Yep. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. 12-hour days, you know, for folks, for example, I know for, at, at the Journal, I was told it was 8 to 8 and sometimes you come in on Saturdays. That's the way it is. Yeah. So I think, first off, I am against the crying selfie video format in general. Oh, right. I don't like it it's as a rule. too much sharing. It's too much sharing. However, she cops to probably being a little dramatic, so I appreciate that and, from and her. And she admits why. Yeah, which, good self-awareness, right? I gotta give Ladies, sometimes we got to be like, mm, my, my feelings are real, but they might not be this pitched in reality. <laughs> so she cops to being a little dramatic. I appreciate that. It gives me some sympathy for her. I do think that flexibility in work life is one of the good things we got out of COVID. Now, people take it too far. Yeah. But I think the ability to have more flexibility is helpful to people, can be healthy for families, can help with the work-life balance that makes it harder and harder for people to have families. Because we're, you know, the birth rate not so good right now. Because she says rightly, she's like, imagine if you had a kid or a pet doing yeah. this many hours away. Doesn't she mention in the video, like, how am I supposed to meet anyone or dating? Isn't yes. she mentioning that? Yes, and so this is another thing. I think it's good to recognize at a young age that this is not floating your boat. Right. That right. you want to have other priorities. Mm -hmm. Now, the key is, and it's, she's, she's also good about noting that, like, this isn't about her job, which she enjoys doing, and she has a job in her field. She notes this in a follow-up video after she went viral. She's found a job in her field. She feels good about that, but she has to commute this long distance to get there i think she's doing the right thing and she needs to chart herself a course to a life that would make her happier yeah. right that might include dating intentionally carving out time for that not you vic don't get excited uh, can anyone reply to her by the way is that, is that she shut down is replies vic her dms are not open but you can chart a course for that so that's something i did knowing i wanted to have a family and spend time with them i charted a course and often took lower pay for more flexibility because I wanted to be around for my kids. Yeah. So that's I think that's a recognition worth having. But to your point, Vic, when you have not a family to raise yes. or a pet and you're young and you're going into the city, that's a good time. That's a good time in your life. Yeah. Work those long hours. Or just get takeout. You know, and, I mean, you're, you're at the you don't have to worry about cooking you know, for like four or five people or whatever or more. And, and, and you're, you're young yeah. enough that you could get, you could eat bad stuff. Oh, eat terrible oh, stuff. Eat terrible stuff. And you don't have to work out that much. Man, I missed. Now, she, she talks about her schedule from like seven or seven yeah. in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. It's a bad time of year. I, to I six know or seven. Yeah. I get that. I've done that before. My first job in D.C., I commuted from where I could afford dark on the metro yeah. into the city, came back. But I would sometimes stay long after the normal work hours because oh, sure. that's how I work. That was the time I worked yeah. best. I liked being on my own in yeah. the office. Yeah. There was a time in my career where I pulled an all-nighter basically every Thursday because I put together a video for the early days of YouTube. I remember. And I was the editor. And so I filmed it on Thursday and edited it all Thursday night and put it up on mm -hmm. Friday morning. And this was something that I was perfectly capable of doing because mm -hmm. you know what? I had a cat. And a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. And it was worth doing because it helped me get to yeah. other parts of my career. One last question. Again, I'm mostly rooting for her. Why is she tired at 22 at 7 o'clock? Don't right. be tired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That. You in Manhattan. I know. Go out. Yeah. I mean, Manhattan's not as fun as it used to be, I guess. No. But That could be part of it, too. You know? I mean, it's a different time. It's not the 90s. You're not getting uh, yeah. less tired in the future. I'll tell you that well, much. I hope so I, live it up. I hope in her I hope that men have reached out to her. I mean nice men. Nice men. Sorry, men. I'm sorry, that sounds terrible. But I hope a nice, a nice guy. You know, there's she's getting a lot of comments, right? And I'm saying, sure she hey, is. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry I'm you're getting for her. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for, I, for her too. I also think, you know, if she has she has a lot of school debt, she says that. Yeah. A lot of these young people have not been set up for success because mm. no one explained to them that the world wouldn't look like their college schedule. 
or that things would change in this way or that maybe your in your field job won't pay the bills for your Mm -hmm. many, many Mm -hmm. school loans. So keep that in mind when you're going through. I I loved when I was in my 20s, I loved coming to work at the Weekly Standard. You know, but that's so much fun. We did. And it's, it's it's weird. I mean, you didn't realize it at the time, but you did know at the time that the people you were with, all I knew is that they were fun. They were smart and they were fun. It was, you know, David Brooks and Tucker Carlson and Andy Ferguson and Chris Caldwell and just all together. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a fun time. It was a good time. Yeah. One of, one of my, I don't have a lot of career regrets, but if I were to do it differently, I probably would have stayed longer at the Weekly Standard because I was there. Yeah, was you there were there for brief. At the end yeah, of that true. heyday yeah, and I moved on and I probably should have made more of that time there. You, um, you, by the way, you helped me get onto Twitter. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well. I, I did w- that to several I would, people. I wouldn't have the 8,000 followers I have now if not for you. <laughs> uh, I did. I, you know what? We're going to no comment this one, but I also did that for Bill Crystal. And I did that for Charles Krauthammer. So Krauthammer's account is, is due just, to me. You're just throwing it out there. It's just I um, was just, you know what? Mostly I was telling both of them, get these names so that no one takes them and pretends yes, to no, be Yes, no, that's you. true. Um, so, But then, yeah. you know, that can lead to other things. All right. I think we've got time for you sure? just the Halloween costumes. Okay. And do, we're going to save some stuff for you Wonderful. guys. Wonderful, yes. Okay. Shall I reveal? Oh, please. We're Here we go. Drum roll. Today, I have completed the construction of seven more costumes, because that is every member of my family, plus the dog. Now, finding a themed costume that includes seven characters is very difficult, particularly because my elder girls require that they be girls. They don't want to dress up as boys for Halloween anymore. I made them do that in 2020. Sure, you did that with Tombstone. For Tombstone, which yeah. is my favorite costume it's a great of one. all time. It's a great one. And I promised them that year that if they wanted to be girls, they could be girls in the future. So this year, into the Spider-Verse. Wow. Because there are 87 different... Spider-Men. Yeah. So we yeah. can do many Spider-Men. So I will be Miles Morales because I have the Jordans, thanks to my husband. My husband will be Peter Parker with the bathrobe. Oh, okay. Carrying, if you've seen the second Into the Spider-Verse, both of these movies are great. You should watch them. Carrying his daughter who is Mayday, and she's got a little Spider-Man outfit. That will be the toddler. The oldest girl, Gwen Stacy. Oh, wow. She has Gwen Stacy hair. Okay, yeah. yeah. The second daughter will be Penny Parker, who is the anime-inspired Spider-Woman. Who else do we have? Oh, the baby is Spider-Ham, Peter Porker. Oh, the Peter Porker, of course. Peter Porker. And the dog is the radioactive spider. Wow. Now, I have spent a lot of time on this. Shout out to Steve because he was helping gather things and did his own costume, which is is ready to go. Today, well, by the time you hear this, we will have done this. I must take the children from school, put all the parts of the costumes together on them, get them outside while the light is still good, get them lined up for a picture. This is six people. Two of them babies, one dog, in a photo. Good luck to me. I have spent the morning making a Peter Porker hat for the baby out of a Spider-Man knit cap and mittens that I then took a toilet paper roll and hot glue gunned the mitten fabric onto it and put it into the hat. Now, is he going to wear this hat? Absolutely not. They None of them love me enough to wear their costumes no. when they're that young. If anybody can pull this off, it's you with the help of Steve. So we're going to attempt to get it on his head, make him sit there for a second, take a photo. Take it fast. I don't know if the dog's going to like his costume, but I spray painted it last night in the garage and got pleasantly high. I'm just kidding. But there were a lot of fumes. <laughs> so you didn't want to spray paint the dog? No, I didn't spray paint the dog. I, that seemed a, a step too far, but... The radioactive spider, Small stuff. we bought the spider yeah. costume to strap on the dog, but it needed to be neon orange at parts and it needed, you know, it needed to be improved. I'm sure the dog, will love, I'd love this. And then the rest of it is just like goodwill and pieces of other Spider-Man things. All sort of stuck together. All stuck together. And I, I love this, but I do think perhaps next year I will not do full family. Like I need a break because I'm now 13 costumes in this Halloween 
And that you is might as probably well just throw in like me and Kate while you're at it because we don't do costumes. You might as well. You know what? Look, since I don't repeat costumes, but we do save costumes, which doesn't make any sense. Oh, I can pass off some oh, of them sure. to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe our Christmas card will be Holly and John. <laughs> that would be good. That would be great. Anyway, you'll see the picture. Should it come together? That's right. Perhaps it will be successful. Wish me luck. We hope you all had a wonderful, pleasant, and safe. Halloween trick-or-treating and a happy... You're listening to this, so happy All Saints Day, too. That wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Please follow the podcast at Getting Hammered Podcast on Instagram or YouTube. You can watch us there. And is that all we got for today? Just for today. We're saving a couple things. Yeah, Actually, I was going to show. Got like, a good I, one too. I showed. I showed Jennifer this. This is for our YouTube audience. This is the list of things I have to assemble for my family for this costume. So everything's checked off by noon on Halloween. That's that might be the best I've ever done. Look at me, guys. I'll never perform my job that well, but I did take care of this. Okay. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Okay.